Behind the Shades. Hello, Nikki. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. I know we're going to talk about some wonderful topics such as parenting, relationships. We're hoping to get people married with children, without children. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Or single parents, you know. Or single, Ooh, parents. single parents. Yeah. It's all about the single parents, right? So exactly. I love you, single parents, mothers, fathers, everything in between. We have love for you guys. Any so, single dads out there, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> single mothers, uh, you know what? You can hit me up too. <laughs> so I know we're going to talk about those two topics as well as anything that else comes up. So why don't we... We can start right from the beginning and introduce yourself. Let people know a little bit about yourself and where they can find you, Nikki. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, my name is Nikki van Ingenschenau. I am originally Dutch. I live in Amsterdam right now, um, but I've lived in Tokyo for the past 10 years. Um, in 2011, I moved to Tokyo with my then husband. Um, who is Japanese, um, but he grew up in uh, the Netherlands and he told me after we've been living together for five years that it was his dream to live and work for two, three years in Japan and uh, whether I wanted to come to and I said yeah sure see if you can find a job and didn't really pay much attention after that and then he found a job and I thought oh two, three years I mean if worse comes to worse, I can always um, put my career on hold for a bit. And uh, I'm sure, you know, Tokyo, New York, London, Paris, Sydney, it's one of those international cities. So everyone will speak English and it'll be fine. My English isn't bad, so I'm sure I'll find a job. Um, so I didn't really do much research and then I came there and it was miserable because everywhere I went it was like oh so you're fluent in Japanese right uh not exactly so yeah I, I thought oh I'll just study Japanese for two years or one year even and then I'll be fluent and I can get a job so two years in I still wasn't fluent and I was having a bitch session with a friend of mine who came over from Amsterdam and she said, uh, why don't you start your own business? And I was like, uh, like what? And she said, yeah, just become a tour guide. I mean, you know a lot about Tokyo, you know, all the best places to go. You're knowledgeable about Japan. You have firsthand knowledge about what it's like to live with Japanese people. So why don't you do that? Uh, so at first I was a bit apprehensive, like, oh, it's never going to work. How am I going to do that? And uh, she said, well, why don't you just create a website and an email address, send me the details and I'll take care of the rest. So I thought, oh, this is one of those cases where people are like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely help you. And then you never hear from them again. Uh, but just in case, I created the website and the email address and I sent everything to her. And then uh, after a week, I got my first email, someone wrote to me like, oh yeah, I see that you do guided tours. I would like to book a tour with you. 
So I literally fell off my chair like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting that. And uh, yeah, it started off strong. Uh, I immediately was very busy right from the start. And then three months in, someone asked me, would you consider hiring me? So I was like, uh, no, not exactly, but uh, sounds good. Why not? And yeah, I haven't looked back since. I mean, uh, um, 2020 was supposed to be the best year ever because of the Olympics and then COVID happened. So that was a bit tough. And um, in 2014, I gave birth to my daughter. Um, when I was still in Amsterdam, I wasn't sure whether I ever wanted to have kids because I thought, yeah, I'm going to have one of those lives where you have a full-time job and then before you start work, you have to take care of the kid and then after work. And then by the time it's 10, it's already time to go to bed and you haven't done anything other than take care of your house and food and your husband and uh, no time for yourself. So I thought, yeah, I don't know if I would want that. But then when I was in Tokyo and my husband was working all the time, I thought, oh, well, it might be fun to have someone to talk to occasionally. So uh, that's when I decided to get pregnant and give birth. So I was running the business and uh, taking care of my daughter. And um, yeah, fortunately, I was able to uh, combine the two because my husband was uh, working full time. So he was basically uh, the sole breadwinner. Everything that I earned just was for fun so it wasn't necessarily something I had to immediately earn a lot of money with so I could take things slowly and get to know the business get to know what it's like to run a business especially in a foreign country um yeah and then COVID happened and basically everything went to shit <laughs> and I decided you know enough is enough I've been in Tokyo for 10 years I want to go back um and that's when I decided you know I'm I'm going to get a divorce I'm going to go back to Amsterdam I'm sick and tired of Japan it's time for me to uh focus on me for once um so 2021 in the summer I moved back to Amsterdam and um at first with my daughter but after about a year she decided she wanted to go back to Tokyo so she's been living there uh, since last summer approximately and uh, yeah I mean it's been tough being away from my daughter and trying to start over again because 2021 of course my business was still down the drain so I wasn't making any money so I had to find some means of employment and uh, start over again uh, get reacquainted with my friends and everything um, but fortunately, the border with Japan opened up last October and uh, my business Tokyo Tours is doing amazing. Uh, it is so great that uh, at one point I could tell my boss, uh, you know, you're a real shithead and uh, I've had enough. Bam, <laughs> here's my resignation and uh, good luck with everything. So his first response was, uh, you are clearly being hysterical, so I will not accept your resignation. Uh, I'm going to give you two days to cool off and then you'll beg me for your job back. 
So it's like, I'd rather eat glass than beg for anything, but uh, besides the point. Um, yeah, and since January this year, I've been surviving solely off of Tokyo tours, which was super scary at first, but it's gone beyond my expectation. And uh, yeah, it's doing better than ever. So I'm super happy. Uh, the only thing missing in my life right now is uh, someone nice I can share my success with. But other than that, uh, it's been an amazing roller coaster ride. And let me add to that, that sometimes when you have your success, you want someone to share it with because you feel alone, right? Like you have all this success yeah. and you're like, I want to go out and celebrate Tokyo tours with someone. I want to say, yes. I came all this way, right? Like I went to a foreign land. I didn't know the language. I married mm -hmm. someone who at the time you probably were in love with. I have a yes. beautiful daughter with them. And now I decided to pivot, take my life somewhere else. And I'm like, hmm, I kind of miss those dinners with someone to celebrate with. Yeah, I kind of exactly. miss the companionship, right? I kind of miss that. Nikki, you did a good job. Let's give you a hug and let's give you a kiss. And if it goes somewhere else, it goes somewhere else. But yeah, exactly. When you decided to make that change in your life and you're saying that I want to focus on me. Yes. I want to basically reinvent myself. Was mm -hmm. that a difficult decision and a difficult journey for you to do? Well, basically I had been unhappy for years, but it wasn't to the extent where I was like, I really need to reorganize my life. Uh, for years and years, I thought, well, it's okay. I can suffer through it. It's fine. I'll just do what's necessary and focus on other people rather on what I want or I need. And uh, then when COVID happened, my parents uh, both passed away in 2018 and 2019. So it kind of, in a way, of course, it was very sad, but it was also a relief at the same time. Like, I no longer am accountable to anyone. There's no one telling me what to do or telling me how to live my life or what kind of person I'm supposed to be or how I'm supposed to raise my daughter or uh, like the stereotypical conventions like, oh, you shouldn't get divorced and it's bad and uh, you have to make it work and that kind of thing. So I felt like, yeah, there's... I. There's no one I need to um, be accountable to anymore except for me. So I was watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race at the time. And RuPaul is all about empowering women and men. And like, yeah, don't care about what other people say or what other people do. Just focus on yourself and whatever makes you happy. So I was listening a lot to that. And I thought fuck it, you're right, it should be about me for a change. So uh, I knew my husband was cheating on me. Um, but at the time I thought, well, he's living his life, I'm living my life, he's not really bothering me, I don't really see him much, so it's fine as long as he pays the bills. And uh, then when COVID happened, he was there all the time driving me insane, so I just needed a reason to get rid of him. 
So one time he came home drunk and he forgot to lock his phone. So I went through his phone and I took photos of everything that was incriminating. And then the next morning when he woke up, I told him, I don't know where you're going to sleep tonight, but it's not going to be here. So good luck with everything. And uh, see you around. Here's your crap and uh, just take it and uh, don't come back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he was not used to seeing this side of me. This, uh, so at first he was trying to push my boundaries and like, oh, I'm sure you're not serious. I'm sure you'll take me back. I'm sure this is not what you want. I'm sure you do not want to jeopardize our marriage. We've been together for 16 years, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, you know, it's been like tugging on a dead horse, uh, how we say it in Dutch, for the past couple of years. And I'm done doing all the work. Everything I seem to try isn't working. I'm not happy. You apparently aren't happy either. So maybe it's the best thing for both of us if we just uh, end it here. I'll go back home at least. I'm still at an age where I can start over again and I can start doing something for me and maybe find someone decent. Um, and then you also can have the life that you want and I'm no longer an impediment to whatever it is you want. So, um, yeah, th I, there's been some struggles, but I'm making work. So, I know for many people when their relationship ends, they sometimes feel like there isn't someone else that can fill that void that this person has filled, right? Like yes. you were in a relationship for 16 years and some people may say, do I really want to go back on the dating market? Because it's a free for all here, right? It's like, it's a meat market out here when you're trying to date because you don't know the person's intentions. You have to get used to someone again. You have to build up that trust. And I know in my experience, when I was in between relationships, I always took time to understand one, why it ended, and two, how the hell am I going to make it work better the next time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, I feel, yeah, communication is probably key. So you need to talk about your needs and the other person has to talk about their needs and their expectations and you need to communicate your expectations and early on as soon as you start filling out your profile I feel the best way forward is to be really clear about what type of person you're looking for like what kind of relationship you're looking for and when you start connecting with people and chatting with people to re-emphasize uh, this whole thing like this is who I am this is what I'm looking for does that resonate with you? If not, let's not waste each other's time and uh, try to meet people as quickly as possible because chats will only give you so much. I mean, I've had amazing connections with people on chat and then when you met them in real life, it just completely fell flat. So if you're chatting for six months or something and then there's such a buildup and then you finally meet them and it's like, Okay, not what I was expecting, you know, so I prefer to just meet people quickly, get it over with, uh, have a couple of drinks and then see where it goes, because especially on the first date, 
if you are at the starter and you already know like, oh, uh, this is not really going to work for me. And you have to sit there for another hour trying to hold up the conversation. It's not uh, the best use of your time. So I feel a coffee date is not conducive to romance. So it's too businesslike. Then you just go off the list like, oh, okay, so what do you do for work? What, Where do you live? And those kind of questions. So um, that's too much job interview-like. Uh, but just a few drinks, that's perfect, because then if you like someone, you can always meet up another time for um, um, dinner. Uh, rather than uh, sitting there for hours and uh, not knowing uh, where you want to take this or already knowing like this is not going to work Um so yeah, drinks is best for the first date because you can flirt, oh. you can let go a little. And uh... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. For me, I definitely have a list. When I go <laughs> on my first date, I'm like, okay, does she look like her pictures? Does she yeah. speak the same way in her text messages? Because I'll tell you a story. There's one time I went on a date with someone and within the second or third date, she comes to me, she says, Terrain, this is what I want. So I'm like, okay. It's second date. I'm feeling kind of good, right? Okay, what do you yeah. want? I'm thinking something totally different, right? So she comes, she's like, train, this is what I want. In six months, we will be married. In nine months, I will have a kid. I'm like, Ooh. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh my God, third date. I'm like, what am I doing in less than a year? <laughs> this is only the second date. And Nikki, let me tell you, we didn't even hit the intimacy level. And already she's planning the marriage. We're going to have kids. We're going to go away here for our honeymoon. I was like, you know what? That's a beautiful, beautiful story. I think I've heard that story. One of those Disney movies before, but in reality, I can't give that to you. So it's like to your point where you want to make sure that you get that out in the open because the person that you're meeting with may not be the person for you. You've wasted all this time. You've invested and you don't get that type of return on your investment that yeah. you wanted. For you now, when you're going on these dates and when you're maybe assisting some of these women and you're having these conversations with women, is that something that you find happens where they kind of build up the person and then when they meet them, they're like, ah, another one bites the dust? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, people will not look like their profile or they have like uh, in your case these weird expectations like um a while ago um i uh met this guy and we had one date um this happened to be a dinner date and it was fun you know i had fun i thought no he's not bad looking i wouldn't mind seeing him again he actually lived in germany but he said that he came over almost every weekend to Amsterdam to hang out with some friends and he was usually staying at his friend's place so I thought oh well that could maybe work I don't mind necessarily a long distance thing and uh, so we had the first date and we were supposed to have the second date and then he said uh, how would you feel about going away with me for weekends just go to a hotel and maybe stay at the beach or stay in the forest and we can go on walks or whatever and uh, well I hadn't even kissed him nothing like that but I thought well you know 
why not? You only live once. Let's go away for the weekend. I was okay with that. And then suddenly, the next time I spoke to him, he said, yeah, you know, I haven't uh, booked a hotel yet because I had some concerns. And uh, I wanted to discuss some things with you. And first thing he started off with was, uh, how do you feel about adultery and cheating? I was like, okay, interesting topic to uh, start off the conversation with, but uh, no matter. So I gave him my viewpoints on um, adultery. And then he was like, uh, oh, you know, and by the way, if we go away on the weekend, uh, of course, uh, we're both going to pay our own share. I was like, uh, no, that's not exactly what I had in mind. And he was like, yeah, well, why wouldn't you pay for your share? I'm like, you are inviting me to come along. I don't, I barely know you. So why would I just spend money on going away for a weekend? I mean, we can also just go for a walk or something or have a picnic or do something that doesn't require money. I don't, if you invite me to come along for a weekend break, then if I don't know you that well, I do expect you to pay for me. And uh, he was like, oh yeah, you know, uh, you have so, so old fashioned ideas and you need to let go of these strange morals and blah, blah, blah. I said that. Maybe you should invite someone else. I don't think I'm the right person to come along with you. And maybe we should just end it here because I don't see this going anywhere great. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was, I felt like he was pushing me into a direction where I was going to reject him. Uh, so he had a reason not to continue with this and i thought well if that's what you want to do uh, maybe you should uh, first figure things out before you start dating again but yeah it was definitely a strange experience so nikki you know what the question i have to ask you right is <laughs> when this person said all that says i'm not paying we got to go 50 50 because you're a strong, independent woman. You pay your own yeah. bills. <laughs> yeah. Right? How did it feel for someone to actually tell you that, hey, although I'm inviting you, I still want you to pay 50-50? Like, what were your thoughts at that point in time? Well, to be honest, I feel, uh, from my point of view, it's a privilege that I will allow you to pay for me. because. If a date is not going well, I will just go to the bar or whatever and I'll pay the whole thing. And that is my way of getting rid of someone. I'm like, uh, this date is not going anywhere for me. So I don't want to feel like I owe you anything. So I'm just going to pay for both of us. And... Uh, Sometimes guys will even ask me, so are we going to see each other again after this? And then I'm like, uh, what do you think? So, yeah, I mean, if a guy, if I allow a guy to pay for me, because I mean, I have my own business. I'm making six figures a year. It's not about the money. I mean, I can take a new guy out every night and pay for him. No problem. I can afford it. but 
I want the romance, you know, I want someone to woo me. I want someone to take the extra mile. I mean, in my opinion, guys generally, I mean, this is uh, oversimplifying it, but basically they wake up, they take a shower, they brush their teeth, they put on some clean clothes, maybe some deodorant and done. Whereas us women have all these treatments for our hairs and our nails and our eyelashes and our eyebrows and everything to be ready will take like a big chunk of our day just to get ready for dates so yeah I kind of feel like that's what I bring to the table and uh, I expect you to at least pay for the date and it's not about the money you don't have to take me to this Michelin star restaurant but like um Symbolically, I want you to invest this into our quote-unquote relationship or uh, whatever it is we're starting. Um, and if a guy is unwilling to do that, I, in my opinion, like if you want to suck the romance out of a date, the quickest way to do it is to suggest that we'll both pay half. So, yeah, in that regard, I may be a bit old fashioned and uh, I do expect the guy to pay at least for the first date. And then after that, depending on how it goes, then, uh, yeah. And I mean, if he takes me to this lobster restaurant, I, I might feel a bit uncomfortable or I might feel obliged to offer to pay my own share. But uh, if it's just like a regular dining place that's not crazy expensive, then yeah, come on show me that you're interested in me and show me that I'm worth paying for. And if not, then uh, goodbye and good luck. So basically show me the romance because that shows me that you invested in the person, right? Like I'll give you an example. Yeah. What I like to do, um, I'm going to use you Nikki as an example, right? Because from what my understanding is that you go on dates and you're single, right? So yes. when I, when I initially meet someone, let's say if I were to meet you somewhere and I say, hey, Nikki, you know what? I think you're an attractive lady. Do you want to go out sometime? And you agree. We exchange numbers. We have a conversation. I'm like you where in the first couple of weeks, I definitely want to meet because I'd rather meet sooner than later. Right? Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned. Yeah, um, exactly. The the, because I met you in person, I'm more inclined to maybe go on like a, a dinner date. Let's say we go to like a restaurant that isn't high end, but it's good enough where you actually... You can't wear sweatpants, okay? Yes. <laughs> I know some people wear sweatpants to their dates. Very and romantic. Very romantic, right? With the, like, nothing the food says, Yeah, no, nothing says I want to tear <laughs> your clothes off than wearing sweatpants on your date. They're wearing sweatpants and, and the shirt that you wore three days ago with the food stain on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I'm comfortable with paying for that. Right. Because I met you. I know you look like there isn't the threat of me being catfished. But let's say if it's online dating and we just swipe left, swipe right. I don't really know if your photos are a true representation of yourself. So I may go the route and say, hey, let's meet at a Starbucks so we can get to know each other because we really don't know what we look like. And we haven't had yeah. that type of conversation. But what if you, from the man's perspective. Do you believe sometimes that it's kind of hard for a man to invest financially in a woman early on, meaning that if I pay for the dinner on date one, day two, day three, 
how do they continue to date someone else where that can get kind of expensive if they're dating two or yeah. three girls, trying to narrow it down to the one girl and maybe Nikki, you're that girl. Well, like I said, it doesn't have to be expensive. You can just go for a walk sometimes, go to the park, have a little picnic. And I mean, if you have a picnic, then it's, of course, both of you bring something to the picnic. You don't expect the guy to be logging all this stuff all by himself. So maybe one person brings the wine and the other person brings some food or some snacks or something. Or, uh, yeah, you can go to the beach and just uh, have a stroll along the beach or go for a bike ride or something like that, or just go sailing or whatever. It doesn't have to be like a really expensive thing. And like, depending on where it's going and how sure you are of yourself and how sure you are of uh, wanting to impress the other person, then you might invest a bit more taking it a bit further but I don't feel that's absolutely necessary I mean I want to see the other person making the effort and however he wants to do that that's fine by me uh, so yeah being creative thinking outside the box can actually be more appealing than just putting down money and thinking that will solve the quote-unquote problem. If I were to, like, use me as an example, if I were to say, hey, Nikki, what would be your ideal first or second date so I can prepare that type of experience for you? What would that yeah. be? Yeah, well, the, like I said, the first date is, for me, uh, it's really boring, but I always go to the same places this bar that's close to my house because it's just super convenient for me and then we usually have like one or two drinks and uh, see where things go just kind of uh, like two dogs meeting at the park sniffing each other and uh, checking each other out and just see if there's chemistry if there's banter if uh, yeah if the guy has got game so to speak and uh, it's on the top floor of this hotel. So on the way down, if I like the guy and I give off hints that I like him, then I do expect him to kiss me on the way down. So if he doesn't, that's kind of, uh, okay, well, let's see how where this is going. I'm, I'm not sure if I will be ready for a second date because I do need to get that reassurance from him that he's into it and into me and wants to take things further and then the second date I don't know we can have dinner together or if the weather is good I would be up for a bike ride or a picnic or even go bowling or do something a bit more active um, but yeah that's that's how I feel about it but especially early on when I don't really know whether you are worthy of my time so to speak then i do expect you to pay for the first and the second date or something and then when i get to know you a bit better and i feel like yeah i really like this guy i want to uh, see where this is going then i'll suggest like oh maybe next date is on me let's go to the movies or whatever um so again it's not about the money it's about showing that you're ready to invest 
And I love how you put that because that's what I believe it should be about. You're ready to invest. It could be your time. It could be your creativity. It could be your energy. And one thing that I wanted to mention as well is, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this, Nikki just hinted towards it. The kiss will tell you a lot about that person, right? Because if they're a bad kiss, you may be like, they might be bad in other places, Right. Like how yes. important is that kiss at the end of the date, Nikki? Very important. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I mean, if the kiss is bad, then nine times out of ten, if you want to take it further physically, the rest is going to be bad too, because it's not very common that the kiss is bad and then you still think, Oh, this was amazing. This was the best night ever after you've had the physical relations with someone so uh, yeah that will give you some idea of what is to follow and whether either it will be very exciting and you think oh there's something to look forward to or you feel like oh yeah you know maybe uh, i'll give them another chance to see if they're really engaging and really fun and maybe the rest will come or maybe we should just end it here because i don't think there's that level of chemistry that uh, going on that I need to take it further. You hear that, gentlemen? When you go to her favorite restaurant, it's on top of the hotel. If the if you're coming down now, I'm painting the picture for you, Nikki. Yeah. If you're coming down now and you kiss her and the kiss isn't good, don't try to book a hotel room that night. The answer is <laughs> going to be no. Exactly. But if the kiss is amazing now, what are the chances of that hotel room? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a hotel room. We, uh, I always go by car so we can swing by his place or my place or whatever. I don't feel there's anything wrong with uh, being straightforward. And if the passion is there to uh, have a little celebration. Uh, and I mean, I have been with guys that were like oh, but you had sex on the first date, so uh, that means I don't want to see you after this. And then I'm always like, but you had sex on the first date too, so what does that make you? What does it matter whether I have sex on the first date compared to you having sex on the first date? Why, why is there a difference here? So yeah, I have lost a few guys over that, but I feel like, well, for me, it's also kind of a litmus test. Like, if that's something that you want to reject me on, like, oh, yeah, you probably are the same with other guys. Then if you go home with me this quickly, you must do that with other guys as well. I'm like, not necessarily. I mean, if it feels right, it feels right. And I'm not dating guys just to have a night of fun or one night stand or whatever. I'm trying to get to know you and trying to see where it goes and sex is a big part of all that because if the sex is bad then I'm not so sure if I want to invest in getting to know you better and actually work on a relationship so if that is something that immediately turns you off then yeah maybe you're not the right person for me where do you rank sex when it comes to um the things that's important in a relationship uh well to be honest in my marriage 
right from the start, it wasn't great. But I thought at the time, you know, I'm very adventurous. I like to try new things. I like to think outside the box. Uh, so maybe with some encouragement, he'll get there or I can teach him a thing or two. But to be honest, it just went downhill from there and it never uh, became any better than it was at the beginning. And at, be at the beginning, it was already not great. So, um, yeah, now that I'm single again, I feel that that needs to be there we need to have that chemistry we need to have a great love life and uh, the person I'm with needs to be able to invest in that because so many relationships around me where people have broken up I heard like yeah you know the passion went away and we were more like brother and sister and we just didn't um have that same chemistry anymore. So I feel one way to keep the relationship healthy is to have that uh, interest in trying new things and interest in spicing up your love life and not just, uh, oh, okay, it's a Wednesday again. So let's uh, assume the positions and get it over with so I can go to sleep. So yeah, I feel it's important to be with someone that um, values that part of the relationship too and is also willing to uh, yeah, invest in that part of your life to if things are starting to slip off, then to just do something crazy or uh, try something new and to breathe life back into the relationship again. One of my friends she was like that where it was very like on a schedule it was like okay you know it's tuesday evening i'm going to assume the position and her position was she would lay on her back lift one leg up and say okay you can take it <laughs> that's how that's how she was having sex and i turned to her and i said you know what should happen to you one day your husband should say no I'm not going to take it that way. I want you to be into it. And she was like, well, I'm tired. I'm this, I'm that. I was like, okay, do you agree for him to go get it somewhere else since you don't want to give it to him? She's like, no, no, this is all that he should be able to get. He should get one leg in the air. I was like, but you're having sex with him like a dog that's peeing on the fire hydrant. It's not attractive. Yeah. No. Right? So that's why I asked you like how important is to it? Because I think people, some people overvalue sex. But I think on the same time, some people underestimate the importance of being intimate with that person, meaning that you want to feel sexy with them. You want to feel attracted to them. You want them to make you feel alive in a way. Yeah. Right. Like, is that something that even though you may not be getting it the way you want it in your marriage, is that something that you're looking to get now that you're single and looking to date again? Yeah, I mean, I feel that's a very important part of your relationship like to have that chemistry to have that attraction to have that feeling of this person is rocking my world and uh, especially early on I feel that's probably more important than uh, what kind of person they are and what they think is interesting and what they want out of life because 
I feel the other parts you can compromise on. So if someone is really into sports or something, you can compromise and like, oh, okay, so it's not really my thing, but we can go watch a match or whatever, or I can read up on it or the other way around. If you really love shopping and he doesn't like it, he can just say, okay, I'll wait for you here on this bench. Just go off and do your thing and pick me up when you're ready to go. And whenever you have another outfit, I'll say what I think or whatever. So that's stuff you can compromise on. But if the sex straight from the beginning is already rubbish, you're never going to get there. So uh, yeah, that's not something you should ever compromise on. And I mean, life is really long, and if you expect the relationship to last, then that's not something that you should uh, put at the bottom of the list because in the end, it is going to break you up. So if you're not happy and you're not experiencing that intimacy and you don't have that connection with someone from the start, it's never going to get there. So as we close, Nikki, what advice do you want to give the single ladies out there who are trying to find love and make sure it works this time better than their last time? Do not get too invested early on. No one is worth it to cry about. So if things are not working, if he's not texting you back in the amount that you want, if he's not living up to your expectations, if he's not fulfilling whatever need you have, if he's not communicative, uh, if he's not what you want him to be, then either try and make it work. And if it's not working, then just move the fuck on because there's 8 billion people out there. And tomorrow you can meet the right person that you might miss because you're so hung up on this one person that you're trying to change into the perfect Prince Charming. So if it's not working, then there's like a hundred guys out there that you can meet tomorrow and maybe one of them is going to be exactly right for you. So don't linger too much. Uh, try what you can. And if it's not working, it's not working. If the guy is not showing that he's interested in you, he wants you, he's invested in you, then by all means, look at what he's doing and not at what he's saying and try to move on to the next person who maybe will appreciate you for who you are and what you bring to the table. We'll be right back.